0: Welcome to your actives AgriFood Podcast. I'm Gerardo Fortuna.
1: I'm Natasha Fett. And I'm Julieta.
0: And here's a weekly update on all things agriculture and food in the EU from your actives AgriFood team.
1: This week, a deeper dive into the latest on the EU's new pesticide rules.
0: Welcome back. Welcome back to all our listeners for this new episode of your favourite AgriFood Podcast.
1: Very presumptuous. It's their favourite one.
0: Yeah, probably the only one that. Our listener re- listen to?
1: So their favourite and their least favourite.
0: <laughs> <laughs> on Agri Food, I mean
1: <laughs> On Agrifood. You're
0: allowed to listen to other podcasts.
1: Oh, that's very kind of you.
0: <laughs> in yeah, other other I don't know, other beats, other topic. But when it comes to Agri Food.
2: This is your place.
0: Indeed. This is your home, indeed. Or shall
2: okay. not have any other podcast beside me. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. We start with with blasphemy. (laughs) Very good.
1: Where are we going to go?
0: Very, very good. Very good. Um, So uh, you just listened to Natasha, she kicked off this, uh, I actually kicked off, but then she followed uh, with uh, the topic of uh, today's episode, Mm -hmm. which is is. pesticide, the new pesticide. (laughs) We just found, found out that <laughs> we have this feature on uh, on our podcast station.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically so, we have a new toy. Yeah, so new be toy. prepared for lots of Indeed. sound effects
0: throughout this podcast. So PPPs.
1: PPPs, plant protection products. Yeah. Yeah, and pest, plant protection products uh, and <laughs> pesticides.
0: Indeed. <laughs> Indeed PPPs.
1: Mm-hmm. And why are we talking about PPPs? Well, Yulia, maybe this is a moment to bring you in because Yulia had a very interesting... Uh, leaked document this week um so maybe you, Leo, she has you, something
0: to brag about
1: you can set the scene for us what are we talking about today
2: yeah so uh, my moment to brag i'm gonna brag so much um was quite an interesting development this week on the ppps uh on the pesticide use um maybe some of you will remember especially people who listen to the podcast more often but we've been talking for quite a few months and talking quite controversially about a proposal by the EU commission to reduce pesticides by 50% by 2030, That's pa- mm-hmm. as part of the reform of um, the EU legislation on the use of pesticides. Um, and this proposal contains a few more contentious points. So all in all, it's been something that has been met with fierce resistance from member states who have um, really made their position clear In the past few months, but uh, what was new this week is that we actually also have a position or a first um, hint, at least at the position of the European Parliament, which came in the form of um, a draft report. So a report is basically a document that sets out the position of the European Parliament um, for the later talks that it still has to do with the member states. So this is a draft for that. So it might still change, but it's the first indication of what the position of the Parliament could look like. Uh, mm-hmm. And the bottom line is that uh, Parliament's um, idea of um, how much to reduce pesticides, what to do, is in general much more ambitious. And the main kind of thing um, that's proof of this is that the, this European Parliament draft pushes for 80% reduction instead of 50 for more that's dangerous a lot. pesticides. Yeah. That's mm-hmm.
0: a lot. We uh, mm-hmm. need the other sound now. No, so, yeah. no, no,
1: no, that's no. not, it's not an appropriate moment for that sound.
0: Okay, yeah, no, it will
1: come in its, in its time.
0: Yeah, just for, for some background, we have just two sounds. So if we can, uh, you already listened to one and just like, pick them just wisely.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I've got to and, use
0: uh, them. Uh, also, also, uh, Natasha is the one tasked with the, yeah, so I get to decide.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. But still, 80%, 80% it's big. Yeah, and it's also so that's what interesting because it's moving a lot closer to. There was this European Citizens Initiative. Uh, Same yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we had them on the podcast last last time. Oh,
0: exactly. Very good memory, Natasha. <laughs> Thank I'm, <you> <laughs> I'm sort of surprised.
1: Oh. oh, There we go. There we
0: go. Well yeah, I don't think it. I feel um, bad, but I'm actually explaining what the joke is like SURE is the name of the, the acronym, of Sustainable Use of Pesticide Regulation. Anyway. Jokes are yeah. always
1: funny when you have to explain them. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this this initiative, the Citizens Initiative, um, wanted, it was calling for a reduction of synthetic, I think it was overall synthetic pesticides by 80%, mm-hmm. whereas this proposal, um, this this draft report from, from the parliament is for 80% of the most hazardous pesticides. Yeah. Um, but still, it's kind of moving to a figure that's closer to... That which you know, over a million citizens called
0: on. Yeah, it's it's a bit of not out of the scope, but I mean, it's it's very ambitious also because yeah. the commission said fifty uh, percent of reduction of risk and use, and as you said, uh, it's more about a Zardos best design. Mm. Yeah, it's it's uh, it seems that they speak to two di- not two different audiences, but they have two different concepts. Like it's very close to some position from the, again, the the, the civil society NGOs uh, with a very high ambition to carve the uh, hazardous substances, Mm. uh, which is uh, very interesting. But as Julia was saying, this is just the beginning.
1: Because there's all kinds of juicy details in this report, isn't there Yulia?
2: Indeed. Uh, so just to start with, also just because you made the joke about the, um, the name of the whole thing, uh, actually, if we uh, if were to adhere by this draft, you wouldn't be able to make it anymore because uh, the, this parliament draft uh, would like to change the name of the whole uh, piece of legislation from uh, uh, regulation on the sustainable use of plant protection products to regulation on the use of pesticides, so it's a bit this idea of avoiding greenwashing, you know, I, that's what I'm getting from it. Um, greenwashing like it. P- 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 <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so sustainable if, if use and plant yeah. protection products and maybe a bit of a euphemism, maybe like, I feel like that's what, was the idea behind this a bit. Uh, make just to it say that so it's going from
1: the S-U-R to the UPR. UPR. So it could cause a uprising. <laughs>
2: It lends itself a bit less to puns. <laughs>
1: that was a bit late. <laughs> <laughs> the button wouldn't work. <laughs> but anyway.
2: Still working on the
1: sound effects. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. I'll get, I'll get there, I promise. I promise. Um, okay, so mm-hmm. apart from the name change.
2: Yeah, um, if we actually go into the substance. Um, so we mentioned that member states have been quite, um, putting up quite the fight against this um, proposal. And there's some elements in the parliament draft that uh, could anger them even more and are likely to yeah, stoke some fights with member states, uh, particularly um, the issue of baseline. So this might a bit sound a bit technical, but it's actually a um, super contentious issue. And it's basically the question of if you say we're going to reduce by 50% or 80%, compared to what? And the original draft by the commission foresees that countries should reduce their use compared to reference period in uh, 2015 to 2017. So compared to how much they used back then, they should reduce it. And the parliament draft actually wants to move this to a later date 2018 to 20. So this basically means that if a member state already reduced um, pesticides between this time, so say between 2015 and 2018, they would have to reduce it now starting from that already lower point, if that makes sense. So uh, it's a bit more ambitious in terms of the starting point that you said. And this could actually go down very badly with member states because they have warned that states who have already done a lot for um, reducing pesticides shouldn't be penalized.
1: I don't think it's going to go down well, very very no. well with the farmers either. I'm just assuming. Yeah. No, <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> probably.
1: Just a wild start no, in the dark. It's tr- it's
0: really, member states already freaked out uh, with the previous baseline. Because, it, yeah, it's, it's it's about what about the countries that already started implementing this uh, reduction. Mm. Uh, so it's basically not counting the steps in the right direction that they've done in the, for instance, past uh, 10, uh, I mean, 10 years before mm. the, actually five years before the the, bi- the new bi- baseline, so it's a bit... Uh, complicated. No, I mean it is not complicated. It is a position of one of the we know I mean this is going to be discussed in inter-institutional negotiations yes. between two lawmakers, the minister on one side and the parliament on the other side. And even before the approval of the position of the parliament, so the amendment that the parliament uh, is doing, that the MEPs are doing to this proposal, there's also the, other the side. no but there's also the uh, interaction between the members of the parliament themselves, mm-hmm. because I mean, uh, this is the report from a, a rapporteur, who's uh, in the env committee, in the environment committee, uh, from the green group, green party, uh, and uh, I assume that other parties uh, might have some issue, and they're probably gonna change this.
1: Yeah, we've got to remember that they're coming in at an ambitious level, kind of knowing this is going to be the start point to try and move negotiations. So of course they're going to be shoot, maybe overshooting yeah. in terms of what they actually think they're going to be able to get out of these negotiations. It kind of makes sense, right?
0: Indeed, it's like, it's funny because normally the parliament is the one with the most ambitious proposal because they know that they're going to be carved during uh, the. The negotiation with the council, and here we already we already have a very ambitious proposal because they know that the um, the discussion within the parliament would be already quite mm. tense already and require yeah
1: even higher mm. yeah that's a good point. so yeah mm. thank you
0: Natasha thank you
1: <laughs> <You're> <laughs> yeah, makes
2: sense but well, there is actually one point though where the parliament drafts. Um, goes in the same direction as the member states or is also um, kind of accepting some of the criticism that's made by the member states, uh, which is the issue of sensitive areas, which mm-hmm. is um, also a very sensitive issue. I think it's like the third time I made that pun, but it's just too um, Oh, wait, wait. Do you want to wait, wait, wait? There you go. We've all got one now.
1: <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so on the sensitive issues, sensitive uh, yeah. areas. <laughs>
2: Um, Yeah, so basically, the commission proposal foresees a complete ban of chemical pesticides in these sensitive areas, um, which include a range of different areas, nature protection areas and things like that. And um, the parliament draft actually would like this to be um, a more restrictive definition. So fewer areas should count as sensitive, um, so that the ban would also apply on fewer areas. For example... Um, areas that are protected for reasons that don't have anything to do actually with pesticides use, such as preservation of historical monuments or beauty of landscapes, should be excluded excluded from the definition. So this would actually go towards what member states are asking, who've been extremely critical of this uh, ban in sensitive areas and say it's unworkable.
1: Yeah, that's interesting to see them kind of move close together on that point. I think that's been pretty controversial across the board. Um, So it's quite an interesting point to note some areas where they're really far apart and some areas where they're actually coming closer together uh, with this report. Um, yeah. Very interesting. There was another element of this report that I just wanted to, that I wanted to talk about because I thought it was quite an interesting proposal because of course, a lot of the discussion that we've been having from Member States, from all the stakeholders actually, um, about this sustainable use pesticides regulation is the cost, the money. Of course it's always, you know, the questions where's mm-hmm. the money coming from? Show us the money. Um if we lot had a of- sound effect Ching. Yeah, that would be good. Uh,
0: indeed, indeed. Maybe,
1: maybe I can look into trying and expanding like, I don't know how you expand our access. I think, uh,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Next time as a treat for you guys, I'll try and find some more. But yeah. Um, no, but this is always this question, because of course, this this shift to, um, you know, integrated pest management techniques or, you know, trying to slash the use of these pesticides, it comes with a cost. And the commission has always said that this cost is going to come from the common agricultural policy, which has created all kinds of complications there in terms of competences and who gets to say what and the technicalities of of where this money is coming from.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. They even propose an amendment of the commercial policy because for instance, uh, in, in the current rules, the ones agreed in uh, 2021 and so on, 2022, no, 2021, um, the, ob- the obligatory requirements, like, I mean, there's the, uh, the... The commercial policy cannot fund obligatory requirements like the ones that are set in the pesticide uh, regulation. So basically, um, things like IPM, integrated pest management, cannot yes. be funded with the ECOScheme. scheme.
1: Mm, because it's already been a legal requirement for Indeed. like a decade.
0: Yeah. Indeed. Okay. So um, in this sense, they they propose together with the presentation of the sustainable use of pesticide. Or UPR, I, we don't know at the moment. Um, they also propose an amendment of the CAP in order to um, allow the money from common agricultural policy to uh, be disbursed for this kind of uh, requirements, like funding EPM, EPM uh, practices and so on. Mm. Uh, integrated pest management, of course, but.
1: Wow, well, the report has it, other ideas. Yeah, it's put forward a, a, an interesting idea for a national risk-based tax on pesticides.
0: Sun effect. Ah, it's it's not a joke. No, it's not a joke.
1: This is a serious, very serious matter. Really? Gerardo,
0: like, yes. Like a tax, a tax on pesticides.
1: A tax on pesticides. Yes, to fund more sustainable alternatives. Wow. Yeah, it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting kind of proposal. Um. So yeah, the idea is to that this, these, this tax on pesticides would feed into a state fund, which could then be used to foster the implementation and uptake of integrated pest management, as we've been talking about, and also um, you know, to maybe provide compensation for any loss of income for farmers, things like that. Um, and also it proposes as well to um, embed the polluter pays principle into the taxation measures in line again with calls from EU citizens. Um, and what's interesting is that the there is a kind of model for this already. So actually, Denmark um, introduced a kind of this kind of tax on pesticides. There was a very uh, a recent paper in Nature, um, which was e- evaluating kind of the impact of this, and it called it a successful example of a pesticide tax, which was found to reduce the overall pesticide load in the country by eighteen percent. Which is not, you know, it's not the fifty percent we're going for here, but
0: that's a contribution. And
1: remembering the fifty percent target is, you know, EU wide, and it, it could maybe be. Uh, a contribution here, so yeah, they propose this idea of, of these national taxes. They also the report also talks about the need to avoid distortion on the inter- in, internal market, and saying about basically how this pesticide taxation should be harmonised, um, and it calls on the commission to kind of do some work there to have a little look and see how they could come up with a proposal that you know wouldn't impact any of the workings of the internal market. But that's a pretty novel, interesting, I think. Interesting. Development there. Again, it's I don't know still, what, whether it will have it legs. Of course, coming, yeah. it's still, we, we, as, as we No, can but explain. apart from
0: that, it's still coming from a certain war because I mean, it's something that, for instance, a lot of, again, civil society is pushing uh, for mm-hmm. quite a lot, this kind of idea of uh, taxation. Uh, but the question now is, where all these uh, amendments and ideally the final um, position will be approved. Mm-hmm. This we don't have a sound effect right now. Okay, no, um, this is a bit contentious because while the with with this the publication of this report, um, it means that the European Parliament is trying to speed up a bit mm-hmm. uh, the first discussion in the MV. Uh, the leading committee, uh, the European Parliament committee for environment, is, sh- is scheduled by the beginning of March. Mm-hmm. It means that uh, we're probably going to have uh, at least a position from the environment committee by summer. Then it's going to be approved in the plenary, which means that ideally in September, if it goes smoothly, we could already the, the Parliament could already approve the the position
1: depending whether they continue work while uh, there's these, this further impact assessment going on.
0: That's it. But this That's is the big question mark, right? Yeah, because we know that the member states uh, uh, proposed and actually got at the end of the Czech presidency this um, impact, uh, impact a assessment. Further,
1: no, an enlargement, an- yeah, not a separate uh, impact
0: assessment. To separate impact there. assessment uh, because, of course, uh, uh also I mean an impact assessment has already been published yeah. with together with the proposal. So they
1: proposing to expand it yeah, basically.
0: Indeed. And uh I mean it's considered by everyone, including those who proposed it as a way to to buy some time. <laughs> because the issue is that we have European elections in 2024, mm. uh, which means that everything at least should be sh- should be started under the Spanish presidency, so the next presidency. Mm. Otherwise, there are very low expectation in uh, completing the procedure because again, you have to find an agreement with the. With the agriculture, the, the, the not actually the environment minister, so the the council too. It's not only about uh, the parliament finding uh, their position uh, on the amendments to the commission. So the
1: timeline is the big question on everyone's lip. And actually, I put this question about timeline to uh, a commission official on the sidelines of an event about the use sustainable use Pesticide regulation just this week, um, because the commission has to approve this request from member states and they've got until around the end of March to respond to this request for, for more data, more information. And then, uh, it, so the whole thing is like six months, they would then have until in summer basically to, to come up with some new data. And I was asking her, you know, how feasible she thinks this is. Um, whether she thinks this is going to be approved. She definitely signaled that the commission is open and willing and, and ready to, you know, do what needs to be done to try and reassure member states and try and get this through. Um, she also hinted that maybe they would approve, like give the approval for the extended impact assessment before the date uh, coming up at the end of March, just to try and get things, on, you know, get things going, get things rolling. Um, so, yeah, signaled some, some kind of fairly positive uh, signs there
0: sounds pattern. like uh, I don't know if you experienced the same uh, tricks when you were in the, at the high school mm. but for instance if there's a deadline, and Let's you, try and push you're it. not, you're not prepared for that. Yeah. You ask the teacher, ah, but we really didn't understand this concept. Can you repeat it?
1: <laughs> can you repeat the question?
0: <laughs> no, but maybe. What is it
1: you we know,
0: need to do? Reduce, reduce what? No, repeat the topic like again. Yeah, okay, give yeah. us an uh, an explanation. We lose one. We used to lose one hour mm. explaining again, and then uh, I mean, we need to digest yeah. this further explanation so we can not really meet the deadline. So. Mm. Yeah.
1: I think what was also interesting from the commission side is that they made it very, very clear in this event that they're really, that they're, they're still listening, you know? I mean, Cell- uh, Health and, and Food Safety Commissioner Sela Akira has already said previously, this is not a take it or leave it proposal. They really want proposals. They really want input. They really want new ideas. So it could be interesting to see what this is. Which goes. is a very
0: weird statement from the commission. Yeah. Because in, in the end, the lawmakers are the one who, who, are, who agree. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. always been like this uh, in the trial. I yeah. I had the lack of uh, watching a trial inside the because room. You just
1: slip that one in, you? <laughs>
0: inside the room. No, I'm not as a journalist, of course, uh, and uh, the commission is always there, uh, <laughs> putting uh, ideas eh? during the whole trial. It was a very technical trial at the time. Mm-hmm. It was something on energy, and the commission uh, it's really active, like uh, particularly in, in uh, on certain. Uh, uh, part in certain articles where there's a stalemate, commission come and proposes uh, propose, propose uh, a solution.
1: So they're still listening. They're still active, and actually, um, we can hear from uh from Clairebury, who is working at the Commission's Digisante, um, to hear what she had to say during this event about her take on the state of play currently.
2: Change is difficult, and we have to recognise that. Huh? Uh, But I think any failure to reduce the use and risk of pesticides now is going to have long-term and potentially irreversible effects on food security uh, in the future. So reducing the chemical pesticides will have to be progressive. Of course, it's not going to happen overnight. I mean, that's impossible. uh, And we recognize that. The current directive... All the stakeholders agree. It's got very serious implementation, application, and enforcement deficiencies, and it really doesn't put in place a framework for us uh, moving forward now. And that's been confirmed by the Parliament Research Service, the Court of Auditors, um, and the Commission's own evaluation of the directive. So the status quo is
1: not really an option. So that's all from us. And this week, the Euroactive AgriFood podcast was produced by Euroactive's AgriFood team. That's Gerardo Fortuna, Natasha Furt, and Julia Dam, with the technical support of Evi Kiori.
0: This podcast is also available on all major streaming platforms, including Apple, Stitcher, Amazon, and Spotify.
2: Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss the latest agriculture news from the EU. I'm Julia Dam. Thanks for listening, and see you next week.